0: I'm Maria Menunos and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz
1: begin. Hey everyone, welcome to the magicians after show on After Buzz TV. We did a yes. little trade out. Ty was here last week. He's not here this week. I'm here. Sometime we'll come all together again. I swear I promise. We're like
0: the magicians. We're constantly separated. Constantly
1: separated. I'll be gone for two weeks. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have things to do in Scotland. But welcome. Uh, We're talking episode five and six of season five. Apocalypse Now, and Oops, I Did It Again. Mm -hmm. I'm Adrienne Snow. I have with me the wonderful, the marvelous Stephanie Sabra. So
0: excited to be here. I'm glad you're back, Adrienne. I missed you. Yeah, I wanted to be here. Work
1: is uh, a nightmare. It sucks that Tyler's not here, actually, because these were
0: two great episodes. They
1: were. But, you know, he's got to do his own thing. We all have our... He'll be back. Our outside lives that we have to do deal, deal with as well. But we're going to be talking about lunacy. We're going to be talking about time loops. We're going to be talking about Charlton and people coming back that you weren't expecting. It's good, good times. We're going to cover both these episodes in this time, so we have a lot to to unpack.
0: First thoughts. Really enjoyed these episodes. Yeah. I I think it's it was an interesting choice to do two episodes at once. Mm-hmm. I wonder if. Because they are the type of show that leaves suspense for a long time, mm-hmm. so I don't know why. I, I guess they just really wanted that Groundhog episode in ASAP.
1: I don't know if <laughs> but it I was like, them. yeah, I loved, I loved both episodes, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, two episodes in the middle of the season. This is unusual. Usually, you get them at the top of the season, at the end of the season, but they decided, you know, in the middle of the season, we're going to give you two episodes, two-hour epic story because it also surprised me that the harmonic convergence was not the big quest of of this season they're like hey you thought it was going to be all about the harmonic convergence hey psych it's actually really about the dark king and fillory and we'll touch on that later but let's go ahead and really focus on apocalypse now right now so so much happened my notes look insane i don't even know where to start let's go with the dean (laughs) Let's just start there. So the Dean is in the etheric realm. And now we have Dean Lipson taking over and reinforcing that everything will still go the way it's supposed to go. Penny is powerless. He can really do nothing but magic, which is still like awesome, but he still has to honor the, the protocol. Just kind of
0: quick thoughts on that and just having Dean Lipson take over and He seemed fine with it, so mm-hmm. if he's fine with it, I'm fine with it. I just felt like, bro, he Penny's already getting screwed yeah. over. Like if he doesn't get his full powers back, I'm gonna be really upset. And then on top of that, it's like, no, you can't do what you want now that half of you is stripped away. You have to teach here. And then now you have to teach a class that you don't even know about. But yeah. Oh, he has to,
1: to be it's a it's not even a class. He, he a doesn't know about. it's a, it's a, a like extracurricular activity He has to run now. It's like, what? that's so rude to do that to any yeah. of all people. He could care less about that sport. And then also just um, he. Does attempt to travel, and this is we're gonna just merge the episodes together because there's so much to talk about. And he immediately uh travels into a wall and it just turns into a a gushing
0: thing. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're so unbothered by the sight of their friends getting slaughtered because it's happened every season. Well, they
1: well, I mean, Alice passed out that was (laughs) pretty intense, but just I I love they just kind of went straight for it like, yeah, of course, he's gonna epically fail the moment he tries to travel without being able to see where he's going. Um, but that it was just a nice little tidbit to start off the, the episode of, of him kind of having to deal with still having this responsibility, even though he can no longer, he no longer has the tools to travel people. So now he's going to have to rely on his students to do the traveling for him. And also they, they do acknowledge that the dean is gone. But we did get a little tidbit from uh, Katie and Zelda, just to kind of jump into that as well. Sorry, guys, we're moving fast. We got two episodes, okay? We got 30 minutes. Katie and Zelda, when they're on the search for the depository, Zelda we get a news that she actually lived for three years in the etheric realm.
0: Zelda was wild. Yeah. I'm here for it. I don't know how she turned so prim and proper. I hope she lets loose by the end of the season. Maybe with Katie. I just need a drunk Zelda just once. Just once. Just give it <laughs> just to, to me. To, just to see that Yeah, it's there. But it made sense. I, I love the the meta of it all, that mm-hmm. he will leave when he is ready to like, love something more than himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it was interesting. They they touched a lot on just, like, mental health and and kind of just, like, being able to take care of yourself and what that means and how that looks. And so for Zelda is to kind of acknowledge that, you know, there was a time where she wasn't taking care of herself, where she was kind of in this, you know, state of self-pity and that the dean was there, which is why he had to stay and why Katie was allowed to leave. Like, even just having hope, Is enough for you to leave the etheric realm versus feeling like this is what you deserve and this is what you get is what keeps you in the etheric realm. And so for him to finally emerge out of that, which I hope we get by, uh, I didn't mean to do bunny ears, I hope we get by uh, episode 12, 13, that would be great to see him kind of come out as this new and improved Dean Fogg. But to also still have that quality that we love so much about Dean Fogg of just being able to just tell it like it is and no holds barred and, you know, punch random men in the face because he feels like it because his life's ending or whatever. Yeah. That was great from last season. (laughs) It was. It was wonderful. So, okay. We get to our –
0: make sure I'm not missing any
1: small little tidbits. Are you
0: becoming a lunatic?
1: Because I am. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Every day of my life, insomnia and me are lovers. Um (laughs) – we get to let's just go ahead and into the main part, which is the moon brain. Mm-hmm. So we discover that there are lunatics, which is tied into the actual origin of the word lunatics and lunacy to be moonstruck and Yeah. Stephen
0: John Paul in the chat said that exactly that the word lunatic originated in ancient Rome from the word lunaticus. Yeah. And it referred the phenomena that people would go crazy when the moon was full. That's actually part of a special segment, so I'll go further into that. Oh, yes! Um, yes. We love it!
1: But, uh, so they have to essentially go without sleep for five days. And this immediately made me think of an episode of Adventures of Pete and Pete, for all you old folks like me out there, where they had to go without sleep for, I think it was seven days? And it's I think it's like on the... 11th day you can die without going to sleep or something like that. Something crazy. But just, th- there's something so nice and fun to see about people dealing with sleep deprivation in television. I don't know why. I mean, go back. If you can find Adventures of Pete and Pete from Nickelodeon circa 1993, that episode is great. Watch it. But <laughs> watching everyone have their own variations of how they deal with sleep de- depri- deprivation is, is just fun to see. Margo being like... Um, Oh, crap. Let me find the quote. She says something like, I'm... Oh, I get a full nine every night
0: and I'm still a bitch. This is gonna get real.
1: I love that. It's just... Because it's so true. Like, who is Margot without the sleep?
0: I am such a Margot fan. It's Mm -hmm. insane. And these two episodes... Gave us Margo, the Margo and Elliot we deserve. The Margo yes. and Elliot we fell in love with season one, like yes. they just hyper sexualized party. Say it how it is. Best friends, soulmates, should be married, but by the rules of themselves, they're not. They're not. They're <laughs> never gonna be. That's okay too. Yeah.
1: We but, just stand the friendship. Yeah, we just get to see them kind of go through it. We get to, to discover that Josh is definitely a meth head. Like. There's no tonight. <laughs> just yet. casually in the muffins. Just casually putting meth in muffins. All natural.
0: Mm. I love the, the I love the stakes of the how they had to achieve this. No yeah. sleep. I love that he was the one that fell asleep first, and he's he like, I never fall asleep when some things in the oven. It just is really good character building. Yes. It makes so much sense for
1: him. And it was good because he needed somebody who would be
0: like motherhood. sober.
1: You know, like awake to deal with everyone else falling asleep and spraying water in their faces and making sure that things were getting done. Because if you have everyone sleep-derived, then nothing's going to go to plan. So to have him be like, yeah, the mother hen really helped, I think, a lot. And then just uh, the introduction of the character of Oren Westbrook. I love that they were like, we are going to make fun of Elon Musk this episode. <laughs> Because I feel like we should always make fun of Elon Musk. Has
0: like random exes. Random exes. Took
1: somebody to the moon just to impress them, but it didn't work out. Very Elon Musk y. What is SpaceX, Elon? Tell us. What is this about? (laughs) Why are you doing this? Outside of making me think that there's an alien invasion like a year ago outside of Afterbus Studios, that's the only.
0: That's true story. Dude, yes. But, like, <laughs> yes. Like, su- just such a good explanation of him. Just Elon Musk. Elon
1: Musk. That's all he is. Like, I mean, like, who else would just be obsessed with the moon rock? I mean, clearly also a lunatic, but, you know.
0: I will say in these two episodes, especially in the second episode, the stakes really made sense to me in a way that hasn't, f- like, fully clicked last season In mm-hmm. this season. I felt like every time they went on quests, I'm like it was a lot of uh what's the word? exposition like mm-hmm. oh we have to do this to do this yeah. and there wasn't a lot of explanation whereas this one where i was like i'm buying into this storyline
1: yeah we got to see it in action versus sometimes we are we're on the quest for so long that it kind of gets bogged down by that versus i i really did not expect us to be jumping directly into the harmonic convergence this episode. I figured, okay, they have to get sleep deprived, and then they're gonna to try and move the moon, then it's not gonna work, then we have another five or six episodes, and they're like, no. <laughs> we have five days to get sleep deprived to, to interact with the moon. On the fifth day, the harmonic convergence happens, and it's like, oh, okay. You guys just want to get this <laughs>
0: Let's get the, get the party started.
1: Like, Let's go for it, then. Let's go for it. Oh, I did forget to mention, because was, I was like, there's another side story. Fen, so Finn is left behind to be the maid on the outside, which, I mean, <laughs> that's not a real thing, but it's so adorable. So funny. Uh, and she's there to basically save the fairies, and she does end up finding a fairy who is um, going to take her, and, and that's a whole other thing that we get to kind of experience. So I hope that we'll kind of go through that over the next few episodes, since we're going back to Fillory um, after these two episodes. But to jump back into the the main episode, or the main episode... Now, Oren Westbrook's girlfriend is Mayakovsky's daughter and I did not get her name. Did you get her name? No. If, chat, if you can tell me her name, it's like the one thing I didn't write down in all these crazy notes. Um, I thought it was interesting that he, they just kind of introduced her and then kind of cast her to the side because I was like, oh, okay, well who are, whose shade are they giving up for her to come on to the quest? But it turns out it was Katie the whole time, just in a guise of Mayakovsky stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Cause I was really that—that that was the one part that kind of annoyed me. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, we can't just keep giving up an arm and a leg every time yeah. that we make a deal. Like, no one's gonna survive by the end of this. <laughs> it's too much of a give and take. Yeah. And I noticed in the chat last time, or in the comments from last episode. Someone brought up a really good point about the goddess who wanted to become human and Mm -hmm. the only way she would do, she would only give one, uh, one miracle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you want to be human and this happens, you don't get to be human. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe she used to be. Yeah, human so on some I'm other glad. Planet. Anyways, this seemed like a diversion from that path. Yeah, that they were kind
1: of just like, no, we're not giving up our shape, <laughs> and they're done. That got the T-shirt. Yeah, we
0: saw what happened. Yeah,
1: both of them have given up their shades before, and, and it were was like, not, nah, no. So for them to just be like, you know what, we can be smarter and craftier than this. Let's figure out our own <laughs> way. It was really great to see. And then also having, I I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, so this is kind of like that image they've been using for the entire season where it's, like, the three women and the moon above them. I was like, they're going to have the three women come in and and do the thing. And they're like, no, Elliot and Alice and Julia are going to do the moon. And I was like, no, not Elliot. (laughs) I love Elliot, but Elliot is going through some shit. And Elliot needs to acknowledge it. And sure enough, he completely bails on the moon ritual leading to the reintroduction of a blonde marina.
0: Marina is just that one that every time she shows up, I'm like, shit. She's just here
1: to cause drama. She's just here to mess things up. She doesn't care if the world ends. Not a big deal. But now I'm like, well, what was she going to get out of this? Like, the world's going to end. Where are you going to go? In any case, they got what they wanted. Or she kind of got what she wanted in her own kind of weird way where they overwhelmed the moon and broke it. Yeah. And so now the world definitely had to end. Which makes me think, like, if they had just done nothing, would it have been an apocalypse? Like, would it have been, like, yeah, bad things would have happened? It would have been zany, but the world wouldn't have ended.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I do love that it ended like that, though. Because mm-hmm. it's nice to see a show where the stakes do follow through like that. Yeah. It's like, you guys messed up. We got to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and the moon breaking. I've, I've had this dream my whole life.
1: Sorry, side tangent. Of um, like the world ending, and it having the worlds actually collide. So, like Jupiter, the moon, everything's like slowly coming in I'm on someone's backyard or in someone's backyard, and we're just watching it because there's nothing else we can do. And then I kid you not, a year after me moving to LA, I went to someone's house and I stepped out to their backyard and it looked just like the backyard from my dream. So I haven't gone to that house since. I will never go to that house again. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but just the the image of the moon breaking this episode was incredibly terrifying for my own. I love the moon.
0: Please don't let that ever happen. <laughs> yes. Please don't,
1: humans don't destroy the moon. Please. That's if we have the power, we really don't. There's if we did we would have destroyed, destroyed it. We would have destroyed by if- now. <laughs> uh but that leads us into the second episode which is the oops i did it again now before we segue into that let's hear from the chat and then just segue. yes
0: you guys, shout out to you all in the chat thank you so much for rocking with us r09 climb xb gratian ryan Stephen john paul batman is butt hurt did y'all see that new clip of robert pattinson that oh, was a clip too, yeah oh uh, no, yeah, it was a clip. Oh. It was really cool. Um, and a bunch of you in the chat, thank you so much for being with us. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button right now. We love to see those thumbs up. Leave us a comment after this video is done. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hello. Give wow. us five stars. Leave us a review. And, yeah, we w- we love to keep talking about this even after we are live. Yes, and thank you for making us the
1: ESPN tv talk that part that part (laughs) all right so let's go right into oops i did it again i love my britney references you know apocalypse now oops i did it again groundhog day edge of tomorrow happy death day happy death day to you all of the references that happened over the past two hours
0: were wonderful the self-awareness. I love, I it. love it. They and are the it. most self-aware show on TV right now. And Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Oh, man. Okay.
1: I'm just going to say this. If you watch Magicians, you will love Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh. Not season one. Season one is crap. Get through it just to get to season two where everything gets better. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Okay. So, oops, I did it again. So, I didn't know what they were going to do. Same. Like, they acknowledged that Trump is president. And I was like, oh, that's a very subtle way of acknowledging yeah. that Trump is president of the United States by just saying the Trump, they're the Trump, the president tweeted. And I was like, okay, I know who you're talking about. Thank you. And then they're going through their code words. I'm like, okay, that'll be something important later. And you're like, okay, and oh, they're going to save us. They have the, the Richards reverse entropy spell, and they're going to figure it out. Like, I was like, oh, okay, they'll figure it out. How did you? What did you think?
0: Yeah, I'm like, okay, so we're just gonna get a different storyline now. Like, yeah, we solve the issue. Yeah. I am so happy of the direction of this episode. Yeah. I've been dying for an episode like this. Yeah, I, I wanted Elliot to have this moment, and he really needed it because we spent the whole last season without Elliot. It was a monster, and now we finally have Elliot back, and by that we have Margo back. Yeah, so I love that.
1: Yeah, I I love this. I also just love that they were like, no, we're actually going to destroy it. They they are all going to die. And so when that happened, I was like,
0: FM to get started.
1: What uh how are you going to solve this? Because there was nothing leading up that made me think that this can be fixed. Same. So for them to to get stuck in the time loop, I was like, oh yes, Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day all the way. Because Groundhog Day is one of the best films out there. (laughs) So for them to be like, we know what's happening, we know where we're at. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. And just to see them go through kind of an actual like Groundhog Day montage of, like, okay, we're going to try all these ways. Okay, we're going to get drunk and wasted and just, you know, party it up and hope something happens. Okay, I'm going to be depressed and just, like, die all these horrible types of ways, kind of. Um it was nice to see.
0: I love when the callbacks come back too, mm-hmm. because it's so easy to not do it. It's easy writing to just like keep making new plot things, mm-hmm. but the fact that we do get the callback of Elliot and Mario spraying themselves—that yes. makes sense. Permanons. and then also with the clocks and messing with that—that mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I I really lo- I love that we got the time loop in a way that made sense.
1: Yes, because uh, first I was like, why
0: why are they affected? What happened? And then when they said the permanence,
1: I was like, yeah, because they're the most attractive. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real reason. Because we're the smartest. <laughs> we're, you know, we know what's up. And it's like, mm, is that? <laughs> like, but it, it was great to have that moment and just to have them go through it. And then for Todd to make a comeback. And oh, Todd! Margo. Oh, Margot! <laughs> Todd's cute. I mean, but oh, Margot! And his real name's Elliot. We learned that last <sighs> yeah. season. But... It was just nice to have them have that moment where they get to go back to break bills because they're essentially, like, adults now. and They were adults at break bills, but now they're they're not college kids anymore. So anytime they have a moment where they can go back to break bills is always nice. Yeah. And then also I just love it's – it's not a good place reference, but it is a good place reference by them talking about the trolley problem and sacrificing um, – oh, my gosh. I forgot who they were trying to sacrifice.
0: In what scene?
1: So it, when they're going through all the different ways, because I wrote them all down, it's like... Oh. Vanilla's Oxygen Saver, Move the Earth, Sphincter Magic, Trolley Problem. You all
0: know Sphincter Magic, right? Sphincter Magic. We're all on the 100%. same page here. Um,
1: <laughs> trolley Problem, who were they trying to kill? Oh, it was Penny. Okay, <laughs> there we go.
0: I was, like, I was like, somebody had to die.
1: Um, So... Yeah, just for them to go through all of it and then to finally discover that permanence is oh,
0: the reason. Oh, Jean Girl 24 said, what was Elliot's plan making a baseball mitten big? I think that was a joke, like he wanted to catch. Yeah, to catch the moon. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, I love it. Um, and so
1: Elliot's still also kind of having this crisis and even, I figured maybe after he was less sleep-deprived it would, it would be less of a problem, but it got more and more increased the more time loops they went through. And then we discover that it's not the monster coming back. It's just fucking Charlton. Charlton! And that the red made him think of strawberries and Santa Claus. And he was whispering to be polite.
0: It's so funny because it does take a job at the emotions that we connotate things yes. with and it's like just because we as humans decided red is blood yeah it's evil and scary which i even was like of course it's evil and scary mm-hmm. and then when he says that you're like oh, yeah, yeah. i guess it, i guess we're I guess. looking at the glass
1: half empty mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk, <laughs> listen talking to strangers by malcolm gladwell great book that talks about this Ooh. don't make no assumptions um <laughs> Whatever. I'm just full of references of things that you should you be looking at you and reading should be a magician outside of The Magician. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was nice to see them acknowledge his PTSD that it was kind of manifesting in a way that we thought it was going to go one way and it just turned out to be the most wholesome ways of Charlton really just trying to come out and be like I just want to be able to talk to you because I see you making mistakes and I want to talk to you about it. He's like, like, I think you're making the whole Margot disappearing thing about you. I think she just got too close to the actual answer. And, like, maybe she go and follow in her footsteps, which I thought was a, a great way of acknowledging, like, yes, Margot was still on the right path. And Margot was still making all these right moves. And we and we shouldn't just ignore that she forgot About the time loop,
0: like, something did happen to her. Yeah, I love the fact that it was Margo and Elliot kind of taking this head on. Mm -hmm. And that she ended up falling out while he was demising. Yeah. And I thought that they addressed it in a one-hour episode. They really addressed the complexity of grief and PTSD Mm -hmm. and mental illness so well. Because on all ends, even Margo's end, because it's hard... When you hear someone, and, when you're on the outside. yeah, because you want to be like, no, that's not true, but like mm-hmm. you're also discrediting what is ha- it is mm-hmm. true to them in their head. But then him being able to be like, no, she was just trying to be a friend. Yeah,
1: and something was happening. It just wasn't what he thought. There was yeah. something inside of him.
0: It just wasn't the monster. Mm-mm.
1: Um, they did a, like they always do such a wonderful uh job of handling trauma and mental illness much better than doctor who did this past episode i'm just saying love you doctor who but what was that about um <laughs> and so it, like i i always trust the writers of the show to handle things with care and to be understanding of where people are coming from uh, and it just speaks to how how great the show is and everyone should be watching well, they got it got
0: even greater when there's Whales. <laughs> the whales.
1: I thought it was going to be dolphins because. Uh, dolphins are so smart. Dolphins are so smart. And then also, um, oh my gosh. Uh, oh no. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Douglas Adams, Galaxy. Somebody. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Galaxy. I have no idea. Somebody in the chat knows what I'm talking okay, about.
0: Okay. We'll see.
1: You, you know what I'm talking about. Douglas Adams, Galaxy, this book. He died. There's a few books. Mice and dolphins are the smartest beings on Earth. You'll figure it out in a second. But, <laughs> like, so for them to kind of change it up and have it be the whales, I thought was really great. Um, galaxy. Oh, my God. It's going to drive me crazy. I'll let you know. Yes. If somebody knows, thank you so much. Uh, or just Google Douglas Adams. It'll be, like, the first thing that pops up uh, for people in the chat. And, and so the whales, I don't know. I didn't get to look up if they actually do any type of tracing in the ground or the, the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Thank you. I was there you like, go. I know what I'm talking about. I love that book. And Batman is butthurt. Said that too. Yes. Thank you. Batman is butthurt. <laughs> Perfect. Um, for them to basically be there to keep the Kraken at bay. So yeah. Chasing sigils on the ground floor. I don't know what whales do. I, I didn't study whales before this episode. Um, but just to have that whole moment where they they Talk to them and they're like, Hey, what did you do to Margo? And they're like, Well,
0: she's rude. <laughs> so and I was like, funny. you know what? That's fair. If you,
1: if you lead with kindness, you know, you probably get what you That's want. It's so
0: funny. It's so her. Mm-hmm. That I totally buy over her dying. Mm-hmm. Like, she does not, she doesn't die because she's a bad bitch, yeah. straight up. So it has to be because she's just, she's just rude. Ill so mannered
1: sometimes. Yeah. And I think even Charlton said, Oh, she's probably going to kill the whales to get the Kraken released. But she told them and they're like, well, you're rude and you're trying to kill us. So no time loop for you. <laughs> um It was just great to have that moment. And then for also also for Elliot to have these kind of like tender moments with the non big, you know, big characters of the show for him to have that had that moment with Josh where they eat pierogi
0: tacos, which
1: that sounds
0: disgusting. Um, <laughs> like, um, I love that moment, too, because jo- even Josh said it It was another moment of self-awareness. Like, you have Alice and Julia, the yeah. two strongest magicians, arguably, in all of magic land. Yeah. But you chose me. But it's great because sometimes when someone's not in that, like, mm-hmm. they're just different. They can provide a perspective that they can't.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's like when you turn to, like, even outside of therapy, like, If you're on an airplane for a long ride and you turn to a stranger and you tell them your life story, they're going to have a totally different perspective. And I think there's a comfort in knowing that they won't remember and you may not see this person again. And even Josh was like, hey, I'm not going to remember this and it sucks, but I know you're going to take care of it. And so, like, just figure it out. So for him to finally just be like, just, I mean, it was still Josh who came up with the idea to release the Kraken, which.
0: Release the Kraken!
1: Kudos, because everyone hated that remake of Clash of the Titans. It was a horrible film, but the best part of it was Liam Neeson screaming, release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. We all know this to be true. Yes. <laughs> like, so for them to have to be like, release the Kraken, and then for LA to be like, I need you to release the Kraken. Then for the, the scuba diver to come out, and people, I was like, is that the Kraken? Were they really just making a dude? So for them so to good. actually have the Kraken come out... um was wonderful and to see Elliot be like I'm still gonna mess this up (laughs) so Margot we have to do the credenza and she knows exactly what to do that it falls on her to at least just knock out Marina so they can actually successfully do the spell before the harmonic convergence happens because without um because if they had been able to do it with the harmonic convergence in place I feel like they still could have Mm, no, it would have been too late. Never yeah, mind. I liked
0: this this yeah. version way better. I love a good heist and fancy clothes, oh, yeah. like just taking over a rich person's house. Take, let's take over all the rich people. Give it houses. to me, yes.
1: Soon, you guys. It's just, <laughs> it's tough out here in these streets. People are making mistakes. People are making bad choices. Let's just, you know, I'm in L.A., plenty of mansions. Like, let's just go in. You know. Let's just take one. Right. Right now.
0: Right. Hashtag release the kraken. Release the kraken. Um, I'm not telling. I'm
1: joking. Do not send the police after me. <laughs> like, uh, but anyways, so we we finally do get them to move the moon, and they get to celebrate, and we
0: think everything's cool, and then Todd shows up. Oh, Todd. And w- what's his name? Hamilton? The ham guy. The sexist the pig. Pig. The sex pig. The sexist pig. Also the sexist pig was dark kidding. King. And he would rather Todd than the former and now current re-goddess herself. Yeah. Julia. Anybody but a woman. Anybody, but, anybody ham- but a woman. I mean, seriously, obviously we can't think because we get periods, you know? Yeah,
1: because of
0: the moon. (laughs) I love, someone brought up that reporter, that's why I said that, who kept saying, it was my tampon. (laughs) And it was, like, well, she's like, it was
1: my tampon, and it was your your girlfriend, or something like that. Everything, just every small part of these two episodes was wonderful. Loved it. And so, yeah, Fillory is on its way to ending because of Hamlet,
0: Hamlet, the pig. I have it.
1: Because his name is actually incredible. Yes. And, um, who also is
0: played by, Oh, by the dark king. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that has to be a tie in. I wonder if they're going to, if if it's going to be the same character though. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is that him in disguise warning something so he's setting them up? Or is that a separate character than just using the fabulous actor for two characters? It could be either or. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. But um,
1: yeah. So now we have to go save Fillory. Now they've done, they're have done they done saving the world even though they kind of caused the world to end. But then they fixed it. So now we're on to saving Fillory. And that's how we leave it. I no, know. I thought it was a, just a great two hours of television. Me too. To Me too. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, it felt really good. I really enjoyed this. I haven't been enjoying Doctor Who lately, so to be able to come here and and really love the magicians has been great. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so
0: much. All right, so you want to go ahead into news and gossip? Yes, and it actually has to do with this episode, so that's great. Mashable had an uh, an awesome video with Elliot uh, and, well, the actor, uh, Hale Hale Mm Appleman And... He was talking about just how his character arc in this episode and how wonderful it was. And he had a really great quote about it and he said that i thought it was one of the best scripts for magicians that i'd ever read our mm-hmm. writer hillary benfield is so talented and was an excellent person to bring the audience down that rabbit hole there was much so much specificity to her writing in the way that the story unfolded and i think it was also the first time on our show mm-hmm. where it was just a single storyline throughout a single episode mm-hmm. it felt more cinematic in that we were following a single through line it was incredibly exciting for me which is awesome um to hear and i I love that because i actually feel really similar that mm-hmm. it was such an amazingly written episode and then he said that he loved that charlton the reoccurrence of charlton he said and he said yeah a little jiminy cricket a little stand-in therapist right everyone needs that everyone oh god if jiminy cricket were in its own
1: way kind of real or just so, you know hail appleman
0: is the best yes
1: he is the best Alright, thank you so much for the yeah. news and gossip. Now let's go ahead into the special segment, Witchcraft, Sorcerers and Dragons. And that's brought to you by... Mm. Alright, so let's talk about time loops, y'all. Time loops are a fictional device uh, used to create kind of like a, a world where someone has to kind of acknowledge any type of problems or downfall. We've seen it in Groundhog Day. We've seen it in Edge of Tomorrow. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to you. Some other things I can't think of right now. It uh, happens a lot on TV because everyone loves doing a Groundhog Day reference. But one of the first times it's actually used in fiction is a, a small or a short story called "Doubled and Redoubled" by Michael Ma- Malcolm Jameson. It was uh, written in the Unknown, which. You think, like, oh, this is from way time before the 1930s. I can't remember exactly when. And that you won't be able to find it, but The Unknown is actually available on Kindle. So if you want to read the original short story, you can find it. Mm. Uh, it's a man who's cursed to repeat a perfect day, which is kind of the opposite of everything we've seen so far with the use of time loops. The second thing I want to talk about was lunatic. So, as we did kind of mention before, that it is from, uh, it derives from the Latin term. Lunaticus, meaning of the moon or moonstruck. Uh, it was used to, to kind of to as a way to explain like epilepsy and madness because um, it was thought that those things were caused by the moon. But there's also been just various illnesses that have been uh, attached to this term. So uh, during the time of like Aristotle, bipolar disorder was thought to be a form of lunacy because there was sleep def- deprivation that happened when people were – exposed to a light from the moon at night when normally they should be asleep or not have any light. And it was also in the 1920s and 30s, I think, associated with um, a different type of mental illness. But if you go through and, and look throughout history, most of the time, whenever any type of mental illness was happening or any type of hysteria, uh, it, people would be like, it's because of the moon. Like, that's why when a woman is on her variant People will be like, "Oh, it's the time of the month. It's full moon. That time of the month." So,
0: <laughs> just so you know, that's why. It's oh wow! Kind of, some and BS. also, but it is some of the writing r- referring to the moon as a woman. Yes, the, the moon
1: is considered throughout history to be like a feminine quality, and that's also because of the tides. And there is actual, it is factual. I, I rhymed to say that. Oh, I'm well sorry to gross you out that the women like our menstrual periods do circle around the cycle of the moon historically less so in modern day and age so Google it look it up it's true though
0: I love it all right anyway, oh, we'll quick! Sue. no um, it's Sir Effingham Sir Effingham Billie Jean girl yes thank you thank you so much That's such an iconic name
1: Yes, I'm happy that I was able to end this episode talking about menstrual cycles on that note. (laughs) Like, yeah, get down with it. You wouldn't be here without it. (laughs) Um... I'm Adrian Snow. Thank you so much for, for watching this episode of the um, Tongue Tags. We talked about menstrual cycles. The Magicians After Show on Afterbus TV. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Snow. You can also catch me on the Doctor Who and Outlander After Show this Sunday, starting at
0: seven. Stephanie, where can Ooh, they follow you? I'm Steph Sabraw. You can find me on all over social media at Steph Sabraw. S-A-B-R-A-W. And, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Happy see you next moon. week. Ty will be
1: back. <laughs> we will <won't laughs> all talk about
0: moon stuff. Maybe. Ah. <laughs> our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz see you later. <laughs>